0: Thanks so much for listening.
1: Every six months, I'm literally ready to burn down the Matt Report. Like, I just go through these phases where, you know, it's like, you get thousands of listens every episode. Do you just want to walk away from it? And it's like,
0: sometimes, yeah. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 153 of How I Built It. Today, I'm talking to my good friend, Matt Medeiros. We both share a passion for podcasting and content creation in general. On top of talking about getting involved in local businesses and legacy, we dig deep into putting content out into the world. Now, a couple of weeks ago, you heard from uh, Jessica Lawler and how to come up with a good content strategy. Well, in this episode, we'll learn more about one of the big important mediums for creating content in 2020, and that's podcasting. And let me tell you, there is nobody better to talk to than Matt about podcasting. So uh, let's get into all of that in a minute. But first, I want to talk to you about my website, creatorcourses.com. So This year on the podcast, you might have noticed so far that we're focusing very heavily on freelancers and small business owners. We talked about niching down with Jason Resnick. We talked about creating a content strategy, and we even got some really good advice from other freelancers, uh, things they wish they knew when they started their business. Well, creatorcourses.com is a place where I teach freelancers and small business owners how to build websites without code. So if you want to find good, well-made, clear courses that teach you how to build websites, that is a great place to do it. Uh, The courses are focused on everything from basic WordPress right up through some HTML and CSS, but You'll learn all about building beautiful web pages with Beaver Builder and things like that. And I developed the courses myself. Uh, if you're a regular listener, you know that I'm a web developer with, at this point, multiple decades of experience working on everything from small blogs to websites for Fortune 100 companies like Disney. I'm also a instructional designer and instructional designer. I've created courses for LinkedIn Learning and Session College and the University of Scranton. So the courses are great and super focused. Uh, There is also an amazing community of members that get access to forums and Slack. And I'm doing uh, monthly office hours where we get together and people can ask me whatever questions they have if you are a member. So become a Creator Courses member today. Join the fantastic community of learners. Learn some new skills. I am aiming to either add a new course or update a course every quarter. And exclusively for listeners like you, you can save 15% on all memberships including the lifetime membership over at creatorcourses.com/build. That's creatorcourses.com/b u i l d. Check it out today. Thanks so much. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is a good friend of mine and a repeat offender here on the How I Built It podcast, Matt Maderos. He is now a sales over at Pagely. He is still the host of the Matt Report, and he is the host of a relatively new podcast called We Are Here over at southcoast.fm. Matt, how are you? Joe, it's always a pleasure to grace the airwaves with you. You're a former
1: co-host of we are former co-hosts in a different life
0: yes yeah absolutely back before you were at Paisley we were uh doing was it a weekly or bi-weekly show a, a it was plug whenever in whenever I yeah, had, it was
1: whenever I had time <laughs> <Really, laughs> it's yes. called plugged in radio on plugintut.com
0: yeah. uh fantastic well I'm, I'm glad to be uh back on the airwaves with you uh Sports-wise, life is drastically different. You guys have won. Your, your Red Sox have won a World Series since we last were on the show together. The Giants are terrible. But the Yankees just picked up Garrett Cole for an obscene amount of money. So I'm, I'm excited about 2020. I'm still crying over the Patriots' loss from last Sunday. So <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was at the Eagles game. Uh, as we record this, the Eagles had played the Giants on Monday. And I was at that game. And the first, I, I wish the game ended after the first half.
1: <laughs> yeah, you and many
0: others. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about uh, specifically kind of building your brand and your reach through podcasting, which uh, Matt, I feel like you've done um, exceptionally well, especially in the general kind of WordPress space where we operate a lot. So uh, maybe we could start off a little bit uh, with who you are and, and what you're doing these days.
1: Yeah, so um, I do, in the WordPress space anyway, mattreport.com is where I do all of my uh, open thinking, for better or for worse, uh, on a podcast and a blog over there. I've been doing it now for, well, going on eight years, uh, mm-hmm. and I was really thinking back to uh, just a lot of the stuff that I've done, both video and audio, in the WordPress space. Uh, I've, you know, I've never counted the episodes, but it's probably somewhere north of 500 uh, audio episodes and uh, maybe 500-ish videos (laughs) (laughs) all about WordPress. And more recently, as in recent as in last year, started a local podcast for local entrepreneurship. I'm about an hour south of Boston. It's called the South Coast of Massachusetts. And, um, you know, doing the sort of the same thing, highlighting entrepreneurs in my uh, South Coast region. And uh, it's it's a totally different animal, like comparing, you know, yeah. tra- traditional uh, internet podcast versus local podcasts. But we can maybe chat about that stuff today, and then of course, selling uh, over at Page.ly.com.
0: Yeah, that's uh, so. I I definitely do uh, want to talk about that because, um, well, first of all, for the Matt report, you pump out like I feel like tons of really good content. Like, especially your your videos are. Really thoughtful, very shareable. I feel like you're really good at that. Um, it's, how do you come up with, with that content? Is it just like whatever? Are you just like such a, a good thinker and then you record those thoughts or, or do you have like a list of content you want to cover?
1: So this is my biggest challenge and it's one of the challenges I am really trying to focus on on 2020 is to actually have a content calendar and have a process and have a purpose. The purpose... For the last seven years, Joe has just been to talk out loud, to meet people, to have conversations. And for when I say better or for worse, there are some things I say that people don't agree with that they don't like, and it sort of affects me. And then there's mm-hmm. things that people attach to and, and latch onto. But I do this simply, well, on the WordPress side and the business side, I do it because I simply love WordPress and I simply love building businesses and seeing things form out of nothing. And my whole, like you said, I create a ton of content. I create the audio stuff. I do video stuff for Matt Report, which is like critical thinking pieces. And then I do tutorials still on the Plug and Touch channel, which are more just like, here's how you use something in WordPress. And these, all of these things come up as they just pop into my head <laughs> and I just do them. The southcoast.fm podcast, I'm being, I'm using that as my sort of my, my lab, my experiment to map things out. And for that show, I actually do have things mapped out because I have such limited time that if I didn't have a plan for that show, I would never get to it. Like I would never get things done. Um, and I'm actually using it and, and finding new processes over there and saying, you know what? I'm going to apply what I've learned doing that stuff over there, which is like 101 level stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring it to the Matt Report in 2020 just to give myself some kind of runway, some kind of breathing room.
0: That's great. Yeah, because I mean, uh, I'm sure, you know, I mean, the Matt Report is like a bunch of years old now. So I'm sure like with uh, SouthCoast.fm, it's slightly lower pressure. um, So you can experiment a little bit more. I'm experimenting with this podcast, my main podcast in 2020, and I'm really nervous about it. Um, But I think that ultimately it'll change for the better.
1: Yeah, I mean, I am the you know, go against the grain when, you know, when you consult with customers, even if you like, people are like, hey, how do I start a podcast? I'm like, if you, if you know, if you don't have a plan, you're going to fail. If you, you know, fail to plan, plan to fail, that kind of thing, whatever, however that saying goes, <laughs> yeah. like, I am like a product of that, you know, to my own, you know, detriment when it comes to content creation. Because I, like I said, like, there's like the creative side where I like creating things. Like the most recent episode of the Matt Report was just a solo episode, mm-hmm. right? And it was just me talking to the microphone, no other interviewer or interviewee. And you get that sort of like uh, uh, imposter syndrome kicks in. And you're like, Jesus, anybody want to listen to this? You know, and, and, you know, but I'm just doing it. I'm doing it on the whim because I just feel like I, I want to create this. I want to get it out. And then the byproduct is, you know, an audience. But it's about me being able to have a creative outlet first with a lot of this stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'll link to this in the show notes. Uh, the episode that you're referencing is um, came out on the 10th of December, Missing WP Weekly Podcast, Yoastgate, and 2020 Plans. It's like a 40-minute episode. Uh, do you script that or have an outline, or do you just kind of, like, wrap? I just wrap. I just wow. have the ideas. Like, I don't know about you, Joe, but I,
1: I am constantly thinking, <laughs> as yeah. one does throughout the day as they're awake. <laughs> but... It's just like I have these thoughts and like something sparks it and it's sort of like I know I don't have another guest coming for another couple of weeks that's scheduled for the Matt Report and I'm, I know I need to get content out and I just don't want to do the same old thing. Like I always change things and I don't know if this is good or bad. Like I always change things. I always change the format of the show. And I change the intro of the show. I don't have the same process every single time for better or for worse but I know like after a while, I I have to change it. So I could do 12 episodes the same way, but I know I'm going to need to change it again. You know, as much as you, as much as people might hate Kanye West, <laughs> when you think about the different changes he has gone through uh, in just the, just the music content anyway, not yeah. life or spiritual, whatever. You, know, you can see why, or any artist, right? You can see why they, they go through ups and downs. And, and I have really become, I was afraid to call myself an artist three years ago, but I've learned to, I've, I've actually learned to embrace it now. And that's yeah. sort of how I, I, I perceive myself with content and video production. Even if it's not high level compared to the next person, this is my journey, this is my path, and, and hopefully I get better, you know, 10 years from now, hopefully it's, it's much better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that calling yourself an artist Uh, because I mean, um, you know, getting on the mic in front of the camera, not in front of the camera, it's it. You you are performing to uh, to some extent, right? People ask me how how do you get so comfortable in front of a microphone, and I say, you know, I did drama club through grammar school and high school, Uh, so I was very comfortable in front of people, and it's just getting your reps in. But you know, it's you have to be on.
1: This this is the interesting thing with
0: the local show versus
1: what I'll call the internet show, the Matt Report. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I first started, I was like, okay, I'm just going to take all the concepts that I normally do with the Matt Report, send them a Calendly link, set up a Zoom chat. Uh, share a Google doc with them, like get into the the paces of that. And that yeah. literally fell flat on its face with my first guest <laughs> because really? these are small business owners who are not accustomed to podcasts. Very few of them actually listen to podcasts and they're certainly not being interviewed by podcasters because they're not doing business on the web. There's nobody else in my area doing what I'm doing like I'm doing it. And I remember like the first day I sent her the, the first guest and she ran a, uh, The company's called Boutique Fitness, and she has a bunch of like fitness places. Uh, And I sent it to her, and she was like, okay, what's Zoom? And (laughs) she was trying to install it, and she's like, I don't know if I can set this up. She's like, I use Skype. So I'm like, all right, forget it. We'll use Skype. And then we finally get connected, and all I hear, Joe, is screaming in the background when we first connect. And I'm like, where where are you right now? She's like, oh, I'm at the studio. There's a cycling class going on. And I'm like, No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is not going to work for a podcast. Yeah. Uh, I need you to be in some quiet area. So we had to reschedule, and then she had to do it from mm. home, and then she was using the Apple earbuds, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the audio was terrible. So I started like relearning how to podcast when it came to yeah. the local market. And now the reason why I'm being so more, uh, so much more... Uh, determined uh, is the only word that comes to my mind right now, organized with with that channel is because now I record at a local co-working space. They have a sound booth set up and I'm sort of like the in-house podcaster. Nice. So now I'm meeting people in person to do these shows and to get back to your your point about being comfortable in person. There are people who are now that I'm meeting in person in front of me with a microphone in front of them and they're having the same anxiety. (laughs) Like I don't even know how to talk into this thing. Like you got to get up really close to the microphone. Like don't sit way back, like eat the microphone, you know, and just going through those paces all over again.
0: Wow. That's, that's super interesting. Um, so let's, let's talk a bit more about that, right? You kind of made your bones, uh, with the Matt report. Um, and then you you started a, a more local podcast. Can you tell me um, first uh, why you did that and then how you feel it's kind of... So uh, I don't want to make it seem like there is, like you only did it for a benefit, but I'm sure there probably is some benefit. Um, so maybe you could talk about the why you started it and then the kind of benefits you're seeing from it personally or in your own business. So hours south from Boston, 15 minutes from Providence, three
1: hours away from New York... There is no huge like tech scene here. There's a pockets of few people that I know who do a lot of tech and a lot of like, tradi- you know, like uh, modernized entrepreneurship stuff, like doing things on the web. But there's a local nonprofit that came in called e 4 and they're an accelerator and they're an accelerator for companies who want to start sustainable businesses with community impact. So, uh, you know, is, are these businesses tech giants? No. Um, are they somebody who wants to start up a bakery for paleo focused uh, uh, customers? Yeah, but these are people who want to learn how to do a business. And with the presence of eForAll, I started meeting way more entrepreneurs in my local market. You know, to the tune of like fifty or sixty people who apply every cohort. So it really clicked there and said, "Hey, there's now there's there's inventory for me to interview. There's people out there for me to interview, and." Look, the, the, the real reason why I do this is because, Joe, the Matt Report doesn't get me good tickets to a local theater show. <laughs> it doesn't get me the best seat at the best restaurant in my local area. What, you know, what is the Matt Report to my kids now that I have three young sons? And, you know, I grew up in a family business, grew up in a car dealership started an agency with my father. Being able to have some kind of legacy to pass on to my kids, as crazy as a podcast sounds, I hope that it allows me to open up doors in the future for my children. Making connections with people in my local market that one day might be able to hire my son. Sons. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, right. Give them opportunity and connections that, Quite simply, the Matt report would never do other than just you know paying the bills.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's what a poignant answer, uh, and not one that I was expecting. But I think that's incredible, and it's it's it falls in line with kind of the main topic of this show, right? Um, which is how your podcast can help you grow your your business or your brand or just your connection to the community. I will. I wrote down in my notebook two days ago. One of my goals for 2020 was to go to more local events, right? I um I'm living outside of Philadelphia now. I grew up in New York, uh and other than like the sports thing, I'm pretty happy here. Um I definitely miss New York sports, but um uh I don't have a lot of friends here. And my wife worries about that sometimes. She's like, "You know, do you want to go out and and hang out with?" And I'm like, "Hang out with who?" Um but, I know that there's a good WordPress community here. There's a lot of local meetups. i'm very I'm close, you know, I'm less than an hour driving to the city uh, to Philly. And I want to be more involved locally in in um in the community. So I think that's a a really good answer um that I see, I see a lot yeah. of
1: people not to interrupt, but I see no, a no, lot yeah. of a lot of people who are, you know, getting back into the agency game or getting into the ebook game or product game, digital game, whatever it is, which was fine, you know, I'm not saying it's not fine. It was fine five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. And it was actually easier 10 years ago. But the reason why it was easier 10 years ago is because when you went out to your local market, people look at you cross-eyed when you said, well, you need a website, you need a social presence, you need digital, you need email, you need a podcast, you need YouTube. Now... The local, the quote-unquote local markets, these small little, you know, outside of the major metropolitan areas, they're getting uh, much more conditioned to digital. Like, think about it. Like, you could actually start a digital online learning course, like you have, Joe, and you could go out and sell that locally because now people actually understand that they can go to a website Log into a website, give Joe their credit card to buy digital information that they can consume. And guess what? You forged the trust because you met them in person, you know, versus them clicking on some Facebook ad that put them into a funnel that put them into a 12 email drip. And then they finally bought from you. And you could potentially charge more money for it because they know you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, wow. might not be the avenue you want to go into. But the point is, is what I've seen with small businesses again is the shift in. They finally get it now. They finally trust that they can buy a service, a done-for-you service, a digital course, uh, you know, from somebody in person, but the experience is done through their website. Like, the connection is made now, which is something that you didn't really experience five years ago. And Clint Warren, God rest his soul, uh, really opened my eyes up to that five years ago when I first met him. Uh, When he was selling WordPress education seminars in person. And he's like, people are paying me, you know, 400 bucks a ticket to come to this weekend workshop. And it's just starting to all fire. All cylinders are firing now. And, um, you know, here we are, you know, five years later, and it's, you know, no more the truth.
0: Yeah. I think that's just a fantastic point that you touched on there, right? Because in order to sell, especially digital courses, right? Or a lot of digital products, people need to know, like, and trust you. Getting somebody to know, you on the internet is hard because they're not getting that FaceTime with you. With a podcast, it's a lot easier because podcasts are very personal, but there's still not that face-to-face interaction. And what you said made me think, you know, uh, there's a coworking space that is, uh, not quite walking distance from my house, but I will say biking distance, right? Um, less than a, maybe, a maybe like two miles away. Um, So uh, I just like uh, told people how far I'm willing to walk for something, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, and I I never I love co working spaces, but I constantly wonder about the value. Do I really want to pay three hundred dollars a month to have a desk once a week or something like that? It's like and and but when you said it there, right? Maybe being part of that co working space gets me one or five new students. A month or puts me in connection with people who might want to hire me for my new done for you podcasting service. And then it pays for itself for a year. So, oh, you know, absolutely. The, so I think that's a really good point that you made. Um Local agencies are getting much more acclimated to digital. And now you can make the connection in person to sell your digital products.
1: Yeah, 100%. I, I mean, I made a lot of, uh again, probably just like you, co-working space was not ever a thing that existed five years ago in my in my area. It did up in Boston, in Providence. Right. But here we are just short distances away and it didn't exist. And when when I remember the first, because I've befriended both folks who started co-working spaces when they first started it, same thing. When people, when they started their co-working spaces, people were like, I don't even understand. People work in an office altogether? It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> don't you need to go to a job and punch in? Yeah. And now, like, those relationships that I forged uh, were able to you know uh, uh i was able to meet tons of of you know people in in that accelerator program customers so on and so forth
0: yeah that's that's great i was i was a founding member of Coal Work, a scranton coworking space but uh i mean really aside from the founding members nobody was really interested in it 5 5 years ago or so so um but now now they are a much bigger thing so uh i think that's really great This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. Do you remember when you started your small business? It was no small feat. It took lots of late nights, early mornings, and the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things easier? Well, my friends at FreshBooks have the solution. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, intuitive, and keeps you way more organized than a dusty shoebox filled with crumbled receipts. As a side note, I actually told my accountant the first time that I used the shoebox method and his face turned white. But in actuality, FreshBooks was one of the first things I bought when I started my business. I've been a FreshBooks user since 2009. It's easily the best accounting and invoice software for small business owners like us. Create and send professional looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Nothing is better than sending out an invoice and getting it paid in the same day. That's happened for me with FreshBooks. You can also file expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part is that FreshBooks grows alongside your business. So you'll always have the tools you need when you need them, without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. Now, there are a lot of features on this list I have here to talk about, but I'm going to pick two of my favorites. The first is late payment reminders. They are clutch. It's one less thing that I need to worry about when making sure I get paid. I don't have to keep track of exactly when I sent the invoice, And if I already sent a follow-up email or whether or not they viewed the email, all of that is taken care of inside FreshBooks. The other feature I really like is the automated expenses. I connect my business credit card to FreshBooks and my expenses automatically get imported. They are all there, ready for me and my accountant to review. It makes tax time easier for both of us. And... It's no secret that I love automation, and these two features make my life a lot easier. After doing things by hand, FreshBooks is worth the price of admission just for those two things. So join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks. You can try it for 30 days for free. No catch, no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com builtit built it and enter how I built it in the how did you hear about us section to get started. That's freshbooks.com slash built it. That's built with a T. Thanks so much to FreshBooks for supporting the show. And now let's get back to it. So as we kind of enter the back third of this episode, we've we've talked a little bit about your background and, and starting a local podcast and how valuable it could be. But um as I just said, starting a podcast is also a podcast is a lot more personal than, say, blogging, right? Because you are in someone's ear. Uh, have you Have you found a benefit to that? Do people feel like they know you a little better or they trust you a little more because they listen to your podcast?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean... Just from the Matt Report side, and I'm sure this has happened to you. Is you know, it's been a while since I've gone to a Word Camp, but I I know going to Word Camps and there's always that awkward moment in the bathroom, right? <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> I listen to you all the time. It's like, hey man, uh, did you wash your hands first before we <laughs> before we go <laughs> shaking hands here in the bathroom? Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, certainly people do, and and Joe, like an artist, every every six months, I'm literally ready to burn down the Matt Report. Like, I just go through these phases where. You know, it's like, you get thousands of listens every episode. Do you just want to walk away from it? And it's like, sometimes, yeah. Like, sometimes I feel like this mental reset is something that I always want to do. But sure enough, somebody will always send something to me and say, hey, you know, really great uh, episode. It really helped me out. Um, You know, other people will launch podcasts and be like, I'm doing this because of you. And that, you know, that's great. And those are the things that, you know, constantly keep me moving. Um, On the local side, it happened even faster. I mean, I launched the first two or three episodes, and I was at my local coffee shop, and somebody was like, "Hey, you're the guy that does that podcast." So I was like, "Who the hell knows about the Matt Report around here?" So I was like, "Yeah, the Matt Report," and they were like, "No, no, no, the We Are Here podcast on the South Coast." I'm like, "How did that even happen?" I've wow. been out, I've been out of the gate for like two episodes, um, you know. But the thing is, is again, the local market when it's, when you're in a market that's new, and this stuff looks you know, just insurmountable to some people. How do you even get a podcast on the internet? Right. You know, people are like, wow, this is something special. Um, you know, and and again, when you're looking for opportunity, I think local is, is a definitely a, a new place to look because… People already start. People would call me the WordPress guy just because they knew about the podcast. They didn't really listen to it. They just knew, like, oh, he's the WordPress. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions about WordPress, you talk to Matt. And now I quickly have become the podcast guy, you know, for the local market. And they only know of like a dozen episodes (laughs) that I've done. So it's it's quite interesting.
0: Wow, that's I mean that's incredible. That's making me think how can I look local? And it's it's really it's it makes a lot of sense, right? Because people. Now are looking for more personalized stuff. They want things that are relatable to them. And with the digital market, especially the WordPress space, like it's getting pretty saturated. Um, or like podcasts with white guys talking about technology is sure has been saturated. But it's cool that somebody's talking about the South Coast of uh of I almost said Boston, but it's not Boston. <laughs> South coast mass,
1: yeah, Massachusetts. Uh, mass, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here, here's like another like tactical insight thing, and and again, this has nothing to do with me being smart. It just it's just me in a new market, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing, you know. You and I, we get these contact forms come to our website. Hey, I'd love to, I'd love to guest post on your blog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'd love to include you in the top twenty influencers list. You know, you get <laughs> you get these things over and over again, and you're just like, yeah, delete, yeah, spam. Yeah. But I did a a blog post. Um, Again, like thinking about SEO and search and growing the audience of the We Are Here podcast, I did a a blog post on, you know, what we would do in the the traditional world of top five themes to use for WordPress. I did the top five co-working spaces on the South Coast because there's literally only five. (laughs) And I I wrote the post up, included the images, the links, and then I emailed and Facebook messaged all five of them did a little, you know, audio snippet on it. And they were like, this is awesome. No one else is doing this for us, right? Yeah. And they all shared it to their Facebook pages. They all included it in their email newsletter. I got more subscribers (laughs) to my newsletter, to my podcast. And that's like, happens every day in the internet world. But that's like one out of a thousand, right? That you're actually going to get that kind of response. I turned to five businesses and 100% of them said, yes, I'm going to share this yes, I'm going to include this in my newsletter because no one else is doing it for that market.
0: Wow. And to
1: them, it was new and it was awesome. And to us on the internet, it's just like, ugh, another one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Matt, you're giving me a lot of things to think about. But Well, that's why I'm, I'm here, Joe. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, this is why I have you on the show. It's just for me personally. Um, but uh, again, you said something that made me think of another analogous thing to... Uh, to kind of the burden of knowledge of people who do business on the internet, right? And that's uh, pop-ups. Like the opt-ins, everybody I talk to is like, I hate those things. Like, why do they even exist? And and I have to remind them, like, they exist because they work. Because for people who don't make websites, it's not an annoyance. It's it's a thing that they may or may not be interested in. Um, so I, I always think about that. Or like the people who say WordPress is easy, right? Like, WordPress is not easy. Uh, which is why there's a a very big education industry around WordPress. Uh, so uh, I really love that. Uh, let's let's wrap up here with if somebody wants to start a podcast. We'll say right because you're going to be kind of like a three episode set in season eight uh, where we kind of talk about podcasting. If somebody wants to start a podcast, what are the things that Uh, Perhaps they should think about the topics they should do. You know, I'll cover gear in a separate episode, but if you want to talk about your gear, I'm always interested in what you're using. Uh, Maybe just the top three tips. Top three tips is always the most hated response that I give (laughs) is have
1: a goal. Have a goal. Don't just go at this without, you know, because it's fun for the first 10 episodes, Joe, as you and I both know. And then once you get to episode 20, 25, 30, you're like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know, you've, you had this great idea because you're like, I can't wait to talk to these three people. And then you talk to those three people and you're like, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. And um, so have a goal and, and start small, right? So I am, I haven't been to the gym in like six months since I've had my third kid. I am now, I have some weight training bands right here and I'm doing tiny little exercise exercises every hour just trying to get myself acclimated back into wanting to work out again. So I have tiny goals. 10 email subscribers on a MailChimp list. That's a great one. Start with that. Can you get 10 email subscribers by 10 episodes? Please God, yes, right? <laughs> yeah. Number two uh, is have some kind of, you know, seasonality to it. Have some kind of differentiator to it. Um, You don't have to. I totally get it if you're just trying to get the training wheels on and, and figure things out. But set some, you know, end dates for yourself. Say, I'm going to do six episodes. I'm going to do 12 episodes, like whatever it is, because you want to be able to have that mental reset. You want to afford yourself that mental reset so that you can say, I'm going to do the story arc on 10 episodes, whatever, you know, give yourself some breathing room. Uh, Because that's one that usually creeps up on people. You know, and number three is I wouldn't, you know, Joe's going to do the hardware stuff. I wouldn't go crazy with it. Uh, Because again, Joe and I both know the black hole that is tech, uh, uh, podcasting tech hardware and and stuff like that and software. You don't have to go crazy. And um, you just want to be able to tell your story. A lot of people, this is sort of a fourth one right here, is a lot of people say, well, I've got nothing to say. Who wants to listen to me? Well. That's not the question to me. The question is not who will be my audience. The question is what will you do with an audience once you have one? Because that's where things get tripped up. All of a sudden, you know, you're know, you talking about you know uh, the baking mommy is a friend of mine who started a podcast. That's her name of her site. She just makes like cakes and cupcakes and stuff like that. She started a podcast. Same thing. I don't know who I'm going to talk to. And all of a sudden... She got 50 or so people listening to her every time she releases a podcast. Now she's saying, what do I do with this audience? (laughs) How do I make this work for my business? And those are the questions that you should be leading with. Not, you know, who will be my audience, but what will you do with them once you get them? Because if you're putting your voice out there consistently enough, people will follow you. They will attach to you. They'll share you. And they want to listen to you. You just got to figure out what you want to do with them once you get them because you don't want to disappoint them. You don't want to let them down.
0: Yeah, I love that. I wish I had that advice when I started my podcast because <laughs> I just kind of did it on not a whim. I had a a goal in mind and then it quickly outgrew what that goal would have been. So uh, I'm uh, hopefully by this point in season eight, you can tell I'm being a bit more intentional. Uh, but that is fantastic advice. Uh, have a goal. I will link to the book, Start With Why. I think that's an excellent, um, there are some excellent prompts in there to start get you thinking about what your goal could be. Uh, have some seasonality to your show. I love that too. Again that reset, that break at at I have two seasons per year essentially. I think you probably do something similar, right, Matt? Roughly that, yeah. Yeah. Uh where I take about a month off in between them. Um and then uh don't go crazy with the hardware stuff for sure. Uh I do cuz I'm a nerd, but I mean, Matt, you you are using um the beginner microphone that I recommend for most people, right? The ATR2100. And you sound yeah. great. Uh so it's, you know, it's I'll link to the last episode of Season 7 too where I interviewed um, Ryan White from uh, from Rode uh, where he kind of talks about have a budget. It's more about like your environment than buying the best possible microphone.
1: That's absolutely correct.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, Matt, I appreciate your time, but I do need to ask you my favorite question. You gave us so much good advice already, but do you have any trade secrets for us? Trade secrets. Your trade secret is... Confidence.
1: That's my trade secret. You know, confidence, telling your story, not being ashamed of, you know, embracing who you are, who, you, you know, where you came from. I mean, I'm an ex car salesman, grew up in the car sales business industry, started a digital agency, started podcasting. Uh, and confidence is what has really kept me through all of that. And, um, you know, in terms of the WordPress world specifically, it's, it's, you know, not being afraid of voicing your opinion, sharing it so long as you're thoughtful about it. And, you know, you're willing to have healthy conversations with people, um,
0: you know, always tell your story, always be confident about it. That's, that's what I got. I love that. That's just a fantastic way to kind of wrap up the show there. Um, so, uh, we, I appreciate your time. If people want to learn more, where can they find you?
1: MattReport.com and pagely.com. And if you're in my local area, if you want to listen to that local podcast, the southcoast.fm.
0: All right. I will link to all of that, as well as a bunch of other stuff we talked about in the show notes for this episode over at How I Built It. Matt, thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Joe, thanks for having me. Thanks so much to Matt for joining us this week. It is always, always a pleasure talking to him. Like I said during the interview... It seems like he just thinks about these things all the time. He always has such well-formed opinions. Uh, But what I really, really liked from this episode, there were a couple of things I really liked. The first was how he talks about starting his local podcast and bringing podcasting to an area that's not generally tech-savvy. I think that's brilliant. I I very nearly started a local podcast the day that we recorded, uh, and I'm still noodling on that a little bit. But just such amazing advice there. And then, of course, um, he has a few really great tips for us. Can you get 10 email subscribers? You probably can. Um, you know, there's a, I will link in the show notes to ConvertKit. You can set up a free landing page and start gathering email addresses for free Uh, i'm going to talk to uh, angel marie of convertkit later in this season but see if you can and if you do maybe it's worth sending some emails to so uh, i love that goal um have some seasonality to your show i do that the same here don't go crazy with the hardware just lots of really really great advice and uh next week We'll be talking more about podcasting. It's going to be me on the mic talking about uh, should you even start a podcast, and we'll try to uh, help you answer that question. For all of the things that we talked about over on the show notes, head over to howibuiltit It slash one five three. Thanks so much to our sponsors, Creator Courses, and FreshBooks. I love having FreshBooks as a sponsor. They're so great. I am using them. I'm getting my taxes together now and FreshBooks has been extremely helpful with that. So definitely if you do uh, nothing else, check out FreshBooks, but really do everything we talked about, Um, or at least pick your favorite three things. I really love this episode. Um, Now, the rest of the stuff I'm going to ask you to do, totally optional. Uh, If you like this episode, please subscribe, give us a like or a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts that really helps people discover the show Uh, if you are interested in creator courses or or just learning more about some of the tools that uh, you can dig deeper in over to over at creative courses um, you can check out our uh, free five fast tools to help you build websites PDF over at howibuilt.it slash tools and I know that's a lot. There's a lot of information here. It was a rich episode. Again, all of the show notes are over at howibuilt.it slash 153. And until next time, get out there and build something.